You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Big news, big commitments for the Gators. Not too much of a surprise, but here we go. Offensive lineman Najee Harris. Wide receiver Creed Whittemore, both Gators. We'll get into it right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. A little busy weekend, but bringing it to you, bringing the big news to you of these two commitments for the class of 2023. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Really, really helps us out. Get those notifications when Gators Breakdown goes live so you don't miss episodes like these. Look, maybe there might be a commitment out there. I mean, I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying if there's one out of the blue somewhere, you know we're going to do an episode here on Gators Breakdown. So don't miss that episode. If it happens, you'll get that notification when Gators Breakdown goes live. But hit that like button. That really helps us out as well. And check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. One more time, one more reminder as well, just Gators Breakdown Plus giveaway Summertime's coming up. You're watching the YouTube version. You get to see the straw hat that you get a chance to win. Look, that's just something, a little something I want to throw you away if you sign up for Gators Breakdown Plus. Starts at $3 a month. Get access to that Discord chat server where we talk Gators football pretty much all day, every day, right there on that Discord chat. You get access to early episodes. You get special episodes, chat episodes with me. So a lot of stuff going on at Gators Breakdown Plus. You have until May the 10th to enter for the chance to win that Gators straw hat right there. A lot of good stuff going on there at Gators Breakdown Plus. So, all right, let's get into it. Let's get into why you're here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. And all right, Gator Nation, we got to commit. Let's start first 
Najee Harris from IMG Academy originally. Harris is from Port St. Lucie, 6'3", 335-pound offensive lineman. He's a four-star interior offensive lineman on the 24-7 sports composite. 301st ranked player overall, the 18th ranked interior offensive lineman in the class of 2023. 24-7 sports composite rates him at 89.87. Let's go to the own three. And the own three consensus has Harris a four-star as well on the interior offensive line. On on three, he is the 384th-ranked player and the 26th-ranked interior offensive lineman. They rate him at 88.78. So I even wanted, I wanted to go back a look and, and give a look as well, an historical look, as he ranks the 27th-best offensive lineman Florida has signed, according to 24-7 Sports' all-time list for Florida along the offensive line. So 27th best, that's the highest since Michael Tarquin, who's the 25th best in the class of 2019. That's the closest that we've got uh, right there, Michael Tarquin from the class of 2019. So, all right. Remember the episode earlier this week, or the last week, where I talked to Corey Bender from On3, and he had this to share when I asked him what type of player is Najee Harris. Yeah, I think he's a kid. He's versatile. He's definitely an interior guy. Um, Florida's kind of telling him, hey, we like you at guard and center. It's just They're going just going to see how it all plays out. They're going to get him on campus and kind of work him at both positions and see where he ends up at. I think he's more of a center uh, long-term. I think he's a guy that um, – Quick feet for a kid his size, more of a stout run blocker. Um, definitely good awareness in the trenches, does a good job of picking up blocks. Um, fairly agile for his size as well. Um, but, yeah, he's a versatile kid, definitely interior guy. And a lot of these guys on the board, there's a lot of tackles on the board, a lot of these 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guys. And people like that prototypical size, but we kind of you kind of need those pure interior guys, not these, um, I don't like to say tweener, but like guys that can play either one. He's a clear interior guy, and – um, and center's a position that's hard to recruit a lot of the time. Not a lot of kids have a good experience snapping the ball, and I know Nigel does. So you need those kids who can come in and can play multiple spots and, uh, and who are comfortable doing so and have done so for many years. So he's a good run blocker, um, good awareness, and um, checks off a lot of boxes for Florida. I think he's a kid that over time can uh, eventually become a star if he does go to Florida You know, after a few years of uh, getting in the weight room and working within the program. Gators did a great job here getting Harris on campus with the new staff, hosting him three times since they've been hired. I mean, the most recent being with his family at the spring game. This staff really is selling the two offensive line position coaches that has really made Florida get noticed by a whole bunch of offensive linemen out there that really helped with this Harris recruitment as well. Uh, this year he's also visited Texas A&M, Pitt, Miami, Oklahoma, Michigan State. The biggest storyline at all of this, or one of the biggest, besides Florida just getting an, uh, an offensive lineman, they really needed a talented offensive lineman. It gives Florida another commit from IMG Academy. After struggling for so long there to get recruits, Florida now maybe starting to build something there. Started Kamari Wilson last cycle for this staff. Now getting another one in Harris. And in great shape, for more players in the powerhouse. 
Florida's in great shape for defensive lineman Will Norman, the 88th-ranked player in the country. Let's keep going a little bit. Jordan Hall, the linebacker from IMG, ranked as 156th best player in the country. Samuel Mpemba, the top athlete in the country, 16th-ranked player overall. Florida still has a work has a lot of work to do with the last two I mentioned, Hall and Mpemba, but legit interest from those two. They're interested in Florida. The Gators are making roads at IMG, like they should. And that goes a long way. We talk about taking back the state. Well, you better go to the state's best factory of football and start right there. Gators doing a good job under Billy Napier so far. Can get even better coming up. So what about this offensive line class? How can it look when it's all said and done? Let's go back to our last episode once again to get an idea with how Florida is looking to complete this position group. A talent infusion is needed. A talent influx is needed with this 2023 class up front along the offensive line. There's plenty of options. Let's start with big target Peyton Kirkland. With Kirkland, it's Florida, Miami, and Oklahoma. Those are the three main schools. I mean, Michigan State, too. They, um, I know his mom's really um, high in the program. Michigan State, he's been there a bunch of times. Um, so they're in there, too. He likes all his schools a lot. Um, you would think almost the way the attention he shows these schools, you think, oh, man, that could be the leader. But he always has said it's going to be super difficult to separate one school, and I understand that because you can see he could end up in all four of these schools. Alabama's the fifth school. I just don't see it happening right now. Um, I don't know where he's on the board. I know they're recruiting him, hard board, uh, recruiting him hard, but he's visited the other programs numerous times. But I think it comes down to um, Miami, Florida, and Oklahoma uh, for Peyton Kirkland. Right now, man, I mean – I'm I'm favoring Florida, but not as much as I was a few weeks ago. I, it's almost like 55% Florida. You know what I mean? I'm, it could go anyway. I know Miami, he had a visit to Miami that opened up opened up his family's eyes a lot, and that was a strong visit. Oklahoma, they I've thought some people, like I said, this rumor that Oklahoma feels like they might get them. Um, they feel like Kirkland is going to surprise people and pick the Sooners. Um, so it's – his recruitment has gotten in, very interesting in recent weeks. Um, but right now, I'm still slightly favoring Florida. He's going to take his official visits in June, all of them. So I think that's going to be the true concrete decision. How do these official visits go? Right now, I would pick Florida. But when he gets back on the road and sees all these programs again, I think that's where it's going to get pretty interesting for him. Roger Curry. Right now, it's say Florida, Florida State. And I think Florida might have actually taken the edge or the last month or so. I know he's only been there once, but those relationships with Rob Stale, Darnell Stapleton are really strong. But when he did visit last month, it was an eye-opening experience for his family. They definitely had a great time. Um, I don't think he's any rush. I don't think he's in a rush either. I talked to him last week. Uh, no official visit has been scheduled to this point. Um, but right now, I think right now it's safe to say the two in-state schools are trending the best for him. Bryce Lovett, um, he's another one I'd be surprised if he. When we started the call, we're talking about guys who can come join Ford's class here soon. I think right now, yeah, Bryce Love is one that I'd be pretty, I'd be very surprised if he's not in Florida's class um, here in a couple weeks. Um, and then obviously, um, right now with Tommy Kinsler, it's it's interesting, right? Because we would have thought he would have been in the class already. He was already, kind of yeah. Florida has been his leader since last year, and recently he told me it's pretty even between Florida and Florida State. I'm trying to get a little bit more intel on that. I don't know how high he is on the board right now compared to some of the other guys. Um, I know Florida likes him. But, you know, I talked to Tommy, and from what he told me, they haven't been by his school yet. And that kind of, when you said follow the visits, 
follow the coaches' visits too. Who did they go out <laughs> and see during this evaluation period? I'm going to reconnect with him later, but you would think you'd been in the class by now. And then Lucas Simmons is uh, Florida's definitely rising with him. Um, I I was told his first visit to Florida, he nothing didn't go well, but he was so so. He was kind of like you know I like Florida, but you know just some other schools I like more. These last two visits have really catapulted the Gators up his list. Uh, really impressed with um, Stapleton and Sale, the way they teach things and the way they give them um, constructive criticism in a way like, hey, just do this and you'll see better results here. And he's super impressed by that and just the, all the little tricks and little tips they give him. And then obviously with um, Coach Napier, he calls him genuine, um, straight to the point, really likes that coaching staff and Obviously, with all, like you said it too, Dave, with all the tweets they put out, um, he's feeling like a major priority for Florida. Um, he's been talking about officially visiting on the 10th of June. Um, I, re- I reconnect with him last night. That's He hopes to come on that date, but it's not scheduled yet, just with his parents' schedule. He's trying to figure out if that'll work. Um, USC's in the mix, FSU, Tennessee. Those three schools, have already have, they already have official visits scheduled from him. Uh, but Florida's definitely climbing his list. Not the leader, but they're trending up where they can definitely get that top spot by the time fall comes around. And um, you can almost, and also, Dave, you can almost put him in a must need too. I know he's more of a work in progress, more of a raw prospect, but you can't deny that kid's potential at 6'8, a lean frame, very coachable, good kid. I mean, obviously, as a left tackle, I mean, he, I mean, the potential is through the roof with him. So with the amount, you can almost put him in that carry too, just with the amount of attention he's gained from Florida. They're, they obviously want him really bad, and they're probably considering him as a musket as well. Thanks to Corey Bender once again from on three, giving his insight right there on the offensive line. And look, as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, right after the NFL draft, and I was looking ahead to who from Florida on the team now could go and be drafted in the 2023 NFL draft. Now, NFL draft, look ahead a couple episodes ago, the interior of the offensive line for Florida could be decimated with a good season if Ethan White, Kingsley Aguacan, and or both of those guys, of course, goes along with Osiris Torrance. I mean, you could lose your interior three offensive linemen with a good season. So now, somebody like Najee Harris, one of the higher-rated offensive linemen. Look, you don't want to play freshman offensive linemen in the SEC if you don't have to. But it is a selling point. You can get some early playing time if this offensive line group, this current offensive line group from Florida, has a good season and finds their names called in next year's NFL draft. So even playing time might be a selling point moving forward for these offensive linemen. And now Harris already committed could find them could find his way in there a little earlier than most offensive linemen. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, let's move forward to commitment number two in Gator Nation. Once again, we got to commit Creed Whittemore, brother of current Gator wide receiver Trent Whittemore from Gainesville, 
commits to the Gators, 5'11 and a half, 175 pounds, three-star athlete on the 24-7 sports composite. And look, he's listed as an athlete because he plays quarterback for Buholtz, but will be a wide receiver at the college level. So as a three-star athlete on the 24-7 sports composite, the 424th ranked player in the country, and 33rd ranked athlete in the country. Now that's the composite. I want to go a little further with that one from 24-7 and their sole ranking. They have him as a four-star. They have him as the 223rd best player in the country and 20th ranked athlete. Let's go to on three. The on three consensus has Whittemore as the 587th best player and the 33rd best, best athlete. What's bringing him down in the rankings more than anything in the composite and the consensus, ESPN does not have a ranking for Creed. My own three 24-7 sports and rivals do. Here's more from own three's Corey Bender from the last episode on Whittemore. He's the inside guy slot. I know he plays quarterback, but you see the way he moves in the open field. He's a very athletic kid, very uh, smooth, elusive, um, just a good overall athlete. And, and just based off where his recruitment is, it's I'm happy for him because a lot of people thought, okay, he's just getting an offer because of Trent, but – he has Miami, Michigan, I mean, Texas A&M. A lot of schools have jumped on board. A lot of schools are offering them, and they have nothing invested in that. It's not like, hey, if we get him, Trent's going to transfer to our school. It's, no, it's nothing to do with his Florida connections. They just like this kid. They think he has a, a fairly high ceiling at receiver. So it shows that Florida's eval is pretty good there with the old staff too because um, they offered him last summer. So I think if you get him, he's kind of like a mid to high three-star who knows? Maybe he events, ends up being like a low four-star type by the time he signs. Now, you heard the offer list, the other schools being interested. So that could help in rising the ranking for Whittemore. I mean, it's hard to evaluate with so little use of being a wide receiver, him playing quarterback. And I was talking with Corey uh, last week after we recorded. Uh, it was a couple of days after that. And I brought up, you know, working out at Friday Night Lights. He did that last year. And that's kind of where you got the first look at at him and his athleticism playing the wide receiver position. Showed plenty of ability to, to separate from defenders at Friday Night Lights last year. So if a rise in rankings going to occur, maybe a, a big rise in rankings going to occur, maybe look for Friday Night Lights again this year. Also depends if there's some more opportunities for him in between then and there uh, to, to get some look at the wide receiver position uh, in that role. But let's think, you know, we mentioned the athlete, of course. Let's just take a look at his quarterback numbers for fun here. He's completed 60.6% of his passes on 371 passing attempts for 3,776 yards, 47 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and two varsity seasons. He's also added 1,116 yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground. So that's where the, the athleticism comes in, making defenders miss and such. Catching two passes for 10 yards. Okay, well, but he's, he's an elusive runner. This is about him playing wide receiver, providing speed at that position. Napier told him when they offered him, they see him fitting in because of his speed. They don't have the smaller receiver types in the room. He can help spread the field with his wind-aided 10.85 in the 100-meter dash. So, Whittemore, if, if you go and look at the, the tape out there, 
change of direction. I mean, you, you see it when he's making defenders miss as a, a, when he when he decides to run as a quarterback. Making defenders miss would fit nicely in the slot at that wide receiver position for the Gators. So once he gets accustomed and developed that wide receiver position, look for that, look for that slot role, uh, as uh, Corey said. So now, Tyree Patterson, Creed Whittemore at the wide receiver position. It's time for Florida to go attack and go get the higher-ranked, more proven wide receivers out there in this class of 2023. One more time, before we end this episode, let's go back last week. It was a really good discussion with Corey about a big-picture recruiting we hit pretty much every position. Let's go back one more time and take a whole look at the recruiting, the wide receiver position. You have a lot of options at receiver right now, and um, you can make an argument that Florida's trending for all of them, really. I mean, it's going to be a fairly big wide receiver group. I know I've heard four receivers. I heard potentially five. I mean, it's going to be a big group of receivers they're going to take, and I think it's going to depend on the transfer portal too. Like if they get um, Ricky uh, Pierce, uh, Purcell out of Arizona State, that number will kind of one of those scouts will go towards him. But right now, as far as high school, there's a lot of options. I think with Aiden Mazel, um, I submitted a pick for him. Um, what was the last week? And nothing's concrete yet. I just think with the way the momentum is with his recruitment, Florida's the school trending and buzzing the most right now. He's going to do a top five and take his visits. But um, I actually just talked to his mom about 20 minutes ago while we we're interviewing. I was uh, mm-hmm. DMing her about um, official visit plans. They said that official visit is in the works. Um, nothing set yet, but I like where Florida stands there. Um, Eugene Wilson out of Tampa gave there. Um, he's more of a slot guy. Um, he's the kid right now trending towards Florida. That's the heavy leader. It'll be. I, I don't think he's going to be on the board by the time the season starts. I would think he's going to hopefully make a decision here in the next several months. Uh, Florida's definitely trending there. You already have Tyree Patterson in the class, and you know I think Tyler Williams. That's another kid at Lakeland who a lot of fans really want. They're invested in. Big time prospect. He's only been playing receiver for a year, but man, the year he did have, and the—I mean, it looks like he's been playing for much longer than that. Um, bigger receiver, uh, long strider, can really move in the open field. So he's another kid. I know Clemson and Georgia are the two schools guaranteed to get an official. I think they actually already did lock in dates, and then Florida's heavily in the mix for an official. He hasn't said they're definitely going to get one, but at this point, I'd be surprised, you know, if they didn't. Uh, Florida's got him on campus several times in the last couple months, and. They're trending up with him a little bit. They've hosted him more than anyone, I believe, this spring, too. So that's a good sign for Florida. I know he has all the familiar faces from Polk County in his ear as well. Um, getting him and Mazel, and then just getting those two kids would be big enough. But then you mix them in with Tyree Patterson and Eugene Wilson. That's a stellar recruiting wide receiver group. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown, where Najee Harris Creed Whittemore commit to the Gators, two new Gators to add to the class of 2023. Uh, Not really worried too much about rankings, but if you do the class calculator on 24-7 sports, right now it put Florida's class at 33rd with plenty, plenty of time left. I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.